The Stanley Cup final matchup is set. The Colorado Avalanche will face the Tampa Bay Lightning. We bring you the latest about the Lightning and the Avs, plus the Rangers who came so close to the Cup final but fell just short. All that and more coming up on today's Locked On NHL podcast. Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On NHL podcast. So glad you could join us today and thank you for making Locked On NHL your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. My pleasure to welcome back to the show the host of Locked On Lightning, Adam Danker. And Adam, three straight trips to the Stanley Cup final. Not too shabby. And, you know, your team was down two games to nothing in this series. And what changed? Let's, let's, Open it up with that. What changed after game two that you your team comes back and wins the next four games? Well, Gil, it, really what it came down to in this series is that it, it came down to one team with a whole ton of experience and veteran leadership, and it came down to another team with not a whole lot of experience and, and a little bit of veteran leadership, and that's really what won out in this series, really. Um I think I said it to Lock On Rangers host John Schick after the Rangers went up 2-0 in this series. I said, you guys better close this out quick because if you even allow a sliver of hope or space to the Lightning, they're going to come back and win this series. And that's exactly what they did. They let them off the hook in games three and four. And uh, now you see the, the fruits of that labor of this Lightning team battling back. You know, so much talk about the offensive talent on this team, your Stamkoses and your Palats and and the like. But let's talk about the defense because this Rangers team has speed, they have skill, and the Lightning did a great job in the last four games especially of just slowing them down and shutting them down. Yeah, the defense was key in this one, uh, especially you saw it in games four and five. The, the Lightning defense did a fantastic job of clogging up the shooting lanes, and that's really what it came down to. I, I think the Lightning kind of got away from that early on in the series, and you saw it. The, the Rangers were getting a ton of chances uh, up close to Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky, you know, obviously the big story coming into this series was what version of Vazzy were we going to get after the Lightning having a week off. And, you know, we, we kind of figured he was going to be a little rusty in games one and two. I even said it myself, wait for game three. You're going to start to see really vintage playoff Vasilevsky. And that's what we saw in games three, four and five and even last night. And, and really, this defense was really a huge part of that, uh, allowing him to get comfortable early on, not allowing those 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 quick rushes early on to make any bit of difference and, and not allowing any high danger chances. And and it really stops from it really starts from the top down. Uh, Victor Hedman had a fantastic series. Mikhail Sergachev had a had a goal, picked up his first goal in Game Five. Uh, Eric Chernak, Ryan McDonough, uh, just a fantastic effort from top to down, as well as the Lightning forwards doing a very good job on the back check as well. You know, you talked about the playoff experience, and one way I think that that showed itself, especially in Game Six. The Rangers tie the game with a power play goal. 
and it took 21 seconds for the lightning to answer. Yeah. Uh, I felt like, and, and, and maybe this is just me being overly optimistic in the moment, Gil, but even when the Rangers tied it up, I, I didn't feel an overwhelming sense of worry at all. You, you kind of always figured, especially after the last couple of years, that this team was going to find a way to win. I even tweeted it out that, you know, great teams always find a way to win. Uh, and you saw that. And, and it came, the answer came from their leader, Steven Stamkos, who has had a fantastic postseason, nine goals now on the postseason. And, and you know, it, like you said, it, was, it came down to experience. And, and really, unfortunately, the Rangers couldn't answer back. Talk to me about the Rangers. They obviously gave the, the Lightning a good run for their money. What did you see from that team, and, and where do you think they stand going forward? Well, I think the, the big storyline around the Rangers was that they were a little bit ahead of schedule this year. I don't think anybody really saw them to, to play as well as they did, not only in the playoffs, but during the regular season. I see a lot of the early days of the Tampa Bay Lightning when, you know, when when we started to get Kucherov and Point and Vasilevsky, that that core group that you see now, as well as some of the the guys that they brought in via trade or free agency, you're starting to see some of that with the Rangers. Igor Shosturkin, almost you know, give him a couple more years. I think he'll be a little bit of a mirror image to Andre Vasilevsky. The Rangers are still yet in the phase of finding their their number one scorer. You know, some people say Mika Zibanejad, others say Chris Kreider, um, but you know what? the the horizon is limitless for for this ranger team going forward i think they're going to be a very good team i think uh that the rangers and the tampa bay lightning are going to be uh a matchup that you're going to see these two teams battle over in the playoffs for many years to come and and you know a great series from them you saw a lot of what they can accomplish but at the end of the day they the moment was just too big now you have the colorado avalanche coming up in the stanley cup final what is it? Is there one player in particular? And we know Colorado is a deep and talented group, but is there one player in particular you think the Lightning have to shut down if they're going to win this series? You know, the, with the the amount of uh, superstar power that's on that that Colorado team, you know, you might have to ask me that question on on every day of the week, and I might give you a different answer depending on who it is, but. Uh, you know, obviously the easy one is Nathan McKinn, but I'm going to say Cal McCarr. Cal McCarr has had a fantastic postseason. Uh, he's really coming to his own this postseason. You're really starting to see him make the 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 progression from just star player to superstar player. Uh, and, and I think that's really going to be someone that the Lightning are really going to have to hone in. Uh, just not only his ability to score from any point on the ice, but his ability to 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 skate as well as he can for a defenseman. And that's going to be something that the Lightning aren't going to really need to wrangle him in. Um, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if if you kind of see someone sort of a, of, of a shadowing on on Tampa on Makar at certain points in the game, but yeah, he's definitely the number one guy I think uh, Lightning fans should be concerned about going forward in this series. Who do you think the shadow would be? I would say. Um, I think I think it'll, it'll switch off from here and there. I think we we might see maybe Alex Kalorn here and there, depending on you know what the setup, what what kind of setups we're seeing from Colorado. Could be Ryan McDonough, could be Victor Hedman. Uh, we'll see what John Cooper has in store for the Colorado Avalanche. I wouldn't put it past him to put any number of players on McCarr, just because you have so many players on this team can not only can score, but like we said earlier, can play defense. 
what matchup in this series concerns you the most? I think Nathan McKinnon versus anybody. <laughs> I, I think Nathan McKinnon, um, anytime the Lightning uh, play against a, one of the top five players in the league, uh, we saw it earlier in the season with Connor McDavid. Uh, I said it early on in the playoffs that, you know, that was one matchup I did not want to see. Uh, but yeah, Nathan McKinnon, I, I, I think um, his ability to do anything and everything on the ice uh, is going to definitely make him a source of, uh, of headaches. Uh, for the lightning demon and the lightning personnel. Uh, but I, I, I think uh, this goes back to, to, to experience, Gil. I think that's what it's going to come down to. I think really it, it's going to be a matter of can the Avalanche superstars overwhelm this veteran leadership core? And, and I think my answer is, as of now, especially what we saw in this Rangers series, my answer is no. So your pick for the series? Uh, lightning in seven. I got myself in a little bit of trouble with the New York faithful in uh, the conference final saying lightning in five. So, but I, I these are two very good teams uh, and, and I, and I expect the series to go the distance. All right, Adam, why don't you tell our listeners and our viewers where they could find you on social media and where they could find the podcast. You can find the podcast anywhere where audio platforms distribute podcasts. You could give us a follow on our YouTube cha- uh, YouTube channel. Uh, make sure to hit that subscribe button and the notification bell. So as soon as the newest episode drops, you will be notified. Go ahead and give the show a follow on social media at LO underscore lightning on Twitter, as well as locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. Give me a follow on Twitter at Danky Dank, D-E-N-K-Y, D-8-N-K. All right, Adam, always a pleasure. Looking forward to speaking to you during the Cup Final. Thanks, Gil. Thanks for having me. Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. I'll tell you, this is a product that I literally use every day. I started taking it because I hate taking so many pills and vitamins. I'm not very good uh, at, at taking the pills, and I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. So what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all these things. And it's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, and it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nat- nutritional insurance. And welcome back to the Locked On NHL podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us today. And thank you for making Locked On NHL your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. It's my pleasure to welcome to the show the co-host of Locked On Avalanche, Kyle Sullivan. And Kyle, welcome. It's great to have you here. It's an honor to be here. Chris has nothing on me now. 
There you go. You you you've got it all covered. So that's great. And and what an occasion too. Yeah. Uh, the Avalanche. You know they've been favorites for the last couple of seasons. Came up short. Now in the Stanley Cup Final and facing the two-time defending champion Tampa Bay Lightning. L- let's start with this. Uh, the Avs have had a little time off where mm-hmm. you know the Lightning will only have like a three-day break in between games. Do you think that the time off will be beneficial for the Avs or it'll hurt them or maybe a little bit of both? If you would ask me this question in 2019, I would have said this would have been concerning. The rest versus rust debate is always interesting. But ever since we had the COVID seasons and the shutdowns and how teams respond after the shutdowns, the Avalanche already suffered a COVID shutdown this year and this season. And they came right back and got back to their winning ways. And with injuries to Nazem Kadri and Cogliano, both with apparent broken fingers, depending on which one, uh, they're all broken. <laughs> but, like, this is the kind of thing that you need, like rest, rehab. Bednar's still not ruling them out for game one. And you have Darcy Kemper, who missed the majority of the Edmonton series. This is a time to heal. Um, this uh, Colorado Avalanche team, they're determined to go all the way. So with this determination, they're not going to get rusty. You mentioned Darcy Kemper. Obviously, if you're scouting these two teams, goaltending is an area that the Lightning have an advantage on paper. How do the Avalanche respond to this, and how do they overcome that advantage? You know, I've, I've been enjoying this narrative that Vasilevsky is the big, crucial factor in this series. The Avalanche have played the Lightning twice this year, and they beat Vasilevsky twice. Um, It's all about what the Avalanche can do offensively, and that's going to be hard to stop. Um, Going through this playoff, you've had game winners from Darren Helm, Josh Manson. Like, these aren't your household names, and they're, they're producing in depth, and that's what you need. And Vasilevsky, it's he hasn't faced a team like Colorado this year. And, yes, he's the household name and the one you want to point to as the best goalie in the league, but this is also one of the best teams in the league. They don't have the President's Trophy this year. They won it last year. But this team is built for the long haul. And I think that's going to be an interesting matchup, but I don't know if it's an upper hand because in October, the Avalanche beat the Lightning in a shootout, and in February, they beat them just straight up. So – this team has proven they can beat Vasilevsky now. It's what they could do when you can game plan in a series-type format. One, th- There's so many talented players on both sides of this. I mean, the big names, uh, we talked about Vasilevsky, Stamkos, McKinnon, uh, McCarr. Give me a player on the Avalanche who is not a household name who you think could make a big difference in this series. He's already been making his impact ever since he arrived in Colorado this year at the trade deadline. Harry Lekkinen has been absolutely incredible. He sent Montreal to the Cup last year, and he sent Colorado to the Cup this year. He has His contributions have been absolutely incredible, and he is a player that, of course, on the Avalanche, you want to talk about like Miko Rantanen, Gabe Landeskog, Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr. There's only so many names you can list. You can't list them all. And Lekkinen, what he does on the forecheck and his scoring ability is very underrated and gets lost in the shuffle. But you you expect big things in this big moment because he came up empty-handed last year. You know he wants his name on the cup. 
One thing that the Lightning do very well, and we saw them do it against the Rangers, they get in the passing lanes, they get in the shooting lanes, they limit the opportunities. Obviously, on a with a deep team like the Avalanche, that's not going to be easy. But how do the Avalanche answer that strategy? The Avalanche are really good at they dictate play, and if someone tries to take them off their game, they they can adjust but they really can stick to their guns and wear you down. You can get in there and try and get in the passing lane and find success in the first period and maybe halfway through the second. But the avalanche, it's a never-ending assault. It's Once line one gets off, line two is just as strong. Line three, line four. We've seen at times Miko Ranchin and Gabe Landeskog on line two. And then you've seen a majority of goal scoring on lines three and four. So you could get out there, and it's honestly best on best. If Tampa Bay can keep it going through all four lines. That's good, and that could help them. But the Avalanche just have this way of continuing to wear you down and then break you. Give me uh, the name of a, a player who you are most concerned about on the Lightning roster that, you know, if, if the Avalanche can contain that player, they stand a very good chance of winning the series. Well, it, we, we mentioned him earlier. Um, it's what Vasilevsky are you getting? Like, it, when it comes to offense, the Avalanche have two very serviceable goalies, and they can, they've proven all year long they can stand up to whoever comes at them. We just swept Connor McDavid in the Western Conference Finals. So it does, you can bring whoever. The Avalanche can stand up to that. It's If Vasilevsky gets in, gets settled, gets hot, that's what concerns me. If the Avalanche can get out there in the first minute or two, and apply pressure, start rattling off the shots, and maybe get one behind him, and then have him on his heels, that's going to be the game changer. But if you let Vasilevsky get in there and get comfortable in his office, that's when things are going to get interesting. Two of the best defensemen in hockey, Hedman, Makar. Talk to me about that matchup and and how you think that's going to play out in this series. With the narrative that the Avalanche have been painting all year, um, just like this team of destiny, and almost like this whole series, this is almost like a passing of the torch type scenario. Like, this is your back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. This is going for three-peat Tampa Bay Lightning. And the Avalanche are built to be that next dynasty with players like Kale McCarr, who we talk about all the time on the show, me and my co-host Chris Maselli on Locked on Avalanche. We talk about him being a positionless player. Like, he could be a forward. He's a stellar defenseman. He could probably be a really good goalie if they ever put the pads on him. He's just, he transcends the game. And this is one of those where you can, like, pass the torch on to the next generation of hockey. You've seen the domination of Tampa Bay. Even though their cup opponents haven't been the most notable, this is the true test. Tampa will be tested in the series, and the Avalanche, if they want to continue to what they feel like they deserve, they have to get through this obstacle. And Kale McCarr is at the center of this, and you see it in his play. And he could, he plays a solid defensive game, but if he needs to score, he can at the drop of a hat. Sounds like he would have been a great rover way back in the day oh, yeah. in hockey. So yes. Your prediction for the series, who wins, in how many games, and why? Honestly, I'm not to sound like a homer here. Um, I honestly feel like this is an avalanche in five or six. There is, there's just something about this team, and I watch a lot of hockey. I watch every game of the playoffs. 
there's something about the the swagger, the intensity, and just the way this team carries itself. This Avalanche team is meant for something. They've only lost two games in the playoffs so far. And you're sweeping Edmonton. You swept Nashville. You dropped two to St. Louis. That's an impressive resume. And this is this team has talked about all year. It's we've got our four wins, but that's not what we're here for. Like it is the narrative is we're coming back with the cup. And at this point, who am I to say no? So I'm just I'm here for the ride and letting Colorado do what honestly they have all year. They only dropped one game in the month of January. And like who does that? Wins every game in a month. And they had they dropped one and it was an overtime loss. So it's one of those like, does it really count? But it's this team has done so much. Who are you to say no? I doubt what you can do because they've proven it all year long. Kyle, why don't you tell our viewers and our listeners where they could find the podcast and where they could find you on social media? Well, you can find the show Locked On Avalanche on YouTube. Um, subscribe. We're we're a cool bunch of guys. L O P N Avalanche on uh, Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram, and you can find me at Shaggy Von Doom everywhere you look. Yes, that's a full house reference. <laughs> Kyle, thanks so much for joining us. Pleasure to have you. It was an honor. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup, the NHL hockey conference finals, Major League Baseball, and of course, all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. And welcome back to the Locked On NHL podcast. Gil Martin, glad to be with you on this Monday. Thank you for making Locked On NHL your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. It's my pleasure to welcome back to the show the host of Locked On New York Rangers, John Chick. And John, tough one. The Rangers eliminated over the weekend by the Tampa Bay Lightning. They were up 2-0 in the series. What happened that derailed the, the march to the cup final? Yeah, I mean, it's a combination of things for sure, Gil. I mean, I think to begin with, you have to just look at the opponent and just how good they are. It's a situation where, you know, Tampa, they swept the Panthers. They had all that extra time off. I think the assumption among a lot of fans, a lot of hockey analysts was that, oh, well, they're rested. They're going to come in and basically just stomp the Rangers. And the opposite kind of happened. I, I think that kind of worked against them early in the series. Whereas I think they kind of bended from that as this series went on. And I mean, you know how it is in the playoffs. It's such a grind. And, you know, obviously the Rangers, they played the maximum amount of games in the first two rounds and had all these comebacks and all these do or die games. And I think it got to the point where uh, they were gassed a little bit. And I, Tampa, you know, they they just like they looked like the team, excuse me, that had been there and done that. If you look at this series, uh, we'll. The, the four Tampa Bay wins will not look at game four because that's the exception to this rule here. All the other wins by Tampa Bay were the result of them scoring a goal like fairly late in the game with less than a minute left with less than two minutes left last night. I think it was about five minutes left or so when they got the game winner. So uh, just a situation where, you know, I don't think there's as big of a divide between these two teams as some people might think, but Tampa is better. And again, they just look to me 
like the team that has been there and done that. And you see the result, which is, of course, Tampa Bay now playing Colorado uh, in the finals. You know, one thing that the Lightning did very well, especially in the final four games of the series, they took away the shooting lanes, they took away the passing lanes, and kind of slowed down the speed that the Rangers used so effectively all season. Is there anything you think the team could have done differently to counter what the Lightning was doing? Sometimes, you, as you know, Gil, you know, hockey can be just a test of wills. And I think there were too many times in this, you know, four-game losing streak here where the Rangers just didn't force the issue enough. They didn't force their way into those high-danger scoring uh, areas, excuse me, on the ice. And so, you know, you end up settling for shots that are not going to beat Andre Vasilevsky. You know, if you're shooting from along the boards, uh, you're not going to beat him. And, you know, just not enough of the dirty goals or even any opportunities where it looked like the Rangers might score a dirty goal. They were so good at that this season. You know, Chris Kreider, so many tipping goals, uh, so many uh, spots where, you know, he'd clean up uh, the loose change in in the crease there. So, uh, yeah, I think overall it was just a case where they didn't force the issue enough. And I think that also comes back at least a little bit to maybe some fatigue for this team. But, yeah, you know, just, just a situation where, again, I think Tampa was just a little bit better in the bigger spots uh, in this series than the Rangers were. You know, not a lot of people expected the Rangers to get this far this quickly, especially at the beginning of the season. In this playoff run, give me a player who you think had a breakthrough run in this playoffs that really helped the Rangers get as far as they did. Yeah, you know, there, there's a couple you could choose from, but the name that kind of popped into my head right away there was Ke'Andre Miller. I, I think this guy is just about to become a superstar in this league. And it's great for him because the Raiders already have a lot of, you know, really high-profile defensemen. Obviously, Adam Fox, the uh, Norris winner from last season, phenomenal player. Uh, you got Jacob Truba, who seems to always be in the headlines and not for always the best reasons. You know, a lot of people seem to take exception with some of the things that he does on the ice, but he's kind of a lightning rod. And Ryan Lindgren, I mean, that dude's just an old-school throwback, tough as nails. Uh, so Keandre Miller, as strange as it sounds, and this is somebody that, mind you, was on the NHL's all-rookie team last season, but he almost flies under the radar a little bit. And I think throughout this playoff run, he was as good or better as maybe any defenseman on the New York Rangers. Um, you know, Adam Fox, pro probably him and Adam Fox, because Fox, you know, was a points machine, as he always is. But I think in terms of night-to-night -night consistency, Ke'Andre Miller uh, might have been the guy. So, yeah, I think I'll go with Ke'Andre Miller for that question, for sure. Good choice. I, that's yeah. who I had in mind when I asked it. So, uh, uh, excellent. Yeah. Looking to this offseason, who is a potential free agent and who do the Rangers have to prioritize in order to keep the core of this team together? Yeah, it's crazy, man, because, you know, less than or about halfway through the season, uh, the Rangers, you know, you look at their impending unrestricted free agents and the only really, you know, big name on it was Ryan Strom. And then, of course, we're getting close to the NHL trade deadline and the Rangers pull the trigger on all these moves. Everybody they brought in. Uh, was a rental, though, or, or somebody on an expiring contract who's about to become a UFA, whether that's Frank Vetrano or Andrew Kopp or Tyler Mott or even Justin Brown, uh, Braun, excuse me, uh, all these guys impending UFAs. So you got the four new guys plus Ryan Strom. That's five guys. I don't think Strom is going to be back. It's just kind of a gut feeling. You know, they were kind of talking on and off this entire season about a potential extension. And now that it hasn't happened, I mean, I don't expect it to happen at the zero hour. Ryan Strom is this close to being able to talk to, you know, every team in the league. So I, I don't see them bringing him back, uh, which is unfortunate. You know, I like Ryan Strom, uh, despite him missing what could have been a game-winning goal in game five the other night. Um, but then you've got, you know, Andrew Kopp. He's somebody that I, I think probably should be the priority. You know, I, I do have to 
the dust is still kind of settling on the season here. So I got to look at this in greater detail for sure. But off the top of my head, yeah, I think it's Andrew Kopp. This guy's a Swiss Army knife. You can play him on any line, at any position. He can play on the power play. He can kill penalties. And he's somebody that just from a personality perspective, I think he just fit like a glove with this New York Ranger team. He seemed to be very well liked uh, from the second he came over. So I'll say him. Uh, but I wouldn't be against, you know, the re-signing of any UFA. I mean, you can't necessarily go overboard with it. Like, I wouldn't go up to, like, $7 million a year for Ryan Strom or anything like that. But, I mean, if you can get Frank Vetrano or Tyler Mott, you know, somebody like that back on, you know, a relatively reasonable deal going into next season, then I see no reason not to do it. Again, those guys came over, and they just uh, it clicked very quickly for those guys with the New York Rangers. And what's the cap situation like heading into this offseason? Yeah, I mean, my understanding is they're projected to have about $11 million in cap space. They could always uh, free up a little bit of cap space. I get the feeling Alex Georgiev is somebody who could end up being traded this offseason. He's making, I I believe it's $2.5 million uh, a season right now. And so if you trade him and then go cheap with the backup goalie, that saves you some money. Uh, You could potentially look to trade Patrick Nemeth, although with the season that he just had, I think the only way you're going to move him is if you include a draft pick along with him and basically just kind of bribe somebody to take on his salary for the next couple of seasons. So there's ways to do it. Um, You know, you never know for sure. There's been some surprise trades over the years, and uh, the Rangers might look to do something to to free up some cap space. But I think, you know, both this offseason and offseasons to come here, you're going to see the Rangers focus on their own guys, some of the young kids who are going to eventually need to be paid, and they're going to prioritize, you know, getting those guys locked up rather than going out and chasing and potentially overpaying for one of the bigger-name free agents on the open market. It's only been a couple of days, so maybe it's a little too early to ask this question, but what do you think this franchise, this team learned and gained from this playoff run? Yeah, you know, again, you know, the dust is just kind of settling right now. I think the biggest thing that they've probably learned, though, is you got to bring it every night in the Stanley Cup playoffs because, you know, for as much fun as this was and for as great as it was to see this team go on this run here and make it much farther than anybody ever thought that they would, they had more than their fair share of clunkers or at least, you know, mental lapses at different parts of different games. Uh, games three and four against Pittsburgh were basically disasters. Um, so that that's two right there. I mean, game five against Carolina was not good either. Game two against Carolina was not good. Uh, and, and really, you know, of these four games against Tampa, you know, the Raiders were in the game last night, but that's mostly because of Igor Shesterkin. I, I don't think they were at their best last night. Game four wasn't very good in this series either. So I think just that understanding that, you can't, you know, afford to take off a game or a period or even a shift. Like, if you're going to be the last team standing in this tournament, this this crazy 16-team tournament that we're all privileged to watch every single year, uh, you, you got to bring it every single night. Maybe you can get away with, like, one or two clunkers and still win the Stanley Cup, but not as many as the Rangers had, I don't think. John, why don't you tell our viewers and our listeners where they could find the podcast and where they could find you on social media? Yes, so uh, the podcast you can find, uh, well, wherever you're listening to this, Locked on Rangers is there too. And then you've got the Twitter handle, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And then you can find me on social media as well. I'm on Twitter, at JChick17. And uh, yeah, definitely give us a follow and uh, feel free to you know get in touch with me about some Ranger hockey. Always, always fun talking to Ranger fans or even fans of other teams. That can be interesting too. <laughs> and don't forget YouTube because you're there as well. Oh, yes, yes, absolutely. Subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. All right, John Chick, always a pleasure, and thanks for joining us today. All right, thanks for having me, Gil.
All right, I want to thank my guests. I want to thank Adam Danker of Locked On Tampa Bay Lightning, Kyle Sullivan of Locked On Avalanche, and John Chick of Locked On Rangers. Really looking forward to the Stanley Cup playoffs this year. The final should be a dandy between the Avs and the Bolts. We have an important favor to ask you. We put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcasts even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and what you don't like about Locked On Podcasts. So go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take, it, to take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey, and thanks for your help. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On NHL Podcast. Thanks again for listening. I'm Gil Martin. Have a great day, and I hope you all enjoy the Stanley Cup Finals.